the third day of creation, from Genesis chapter 1. God said, Let the waters under heaven be gathered together to one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. God saw that it was good. God said, Let the earth yield grass, herbs yielding seeds, and fruit trees bearing fruit after their kind, with their seeds in it on the earth. And it was so. The earth yielded grass, herbs yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with their seeds in it after their kind. And God saw that it was good. There was evening, and there was morning, the third day. The third day of Holy Week. From the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 21. Now in the morning, as Jesus returned to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. He said to it, Let there be no more fruit from you forever. Immediately, the fig tree withered away. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree immediately wither away? Jesus answered them, Amen, I tell you, if you have faith and don't doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you told this mountain, Be taken up and cast into the sea, it would be done. All things, whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. When he had come into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching, and said, By what authority do you do these things? Who gave you this authority? Jesus answered them, I also will ask you one question, which, if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? They reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will ask us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude, for all hold John as a prophet. They answered Jesus and said, We don't know. He also said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered, I will not. But afterward he changed his mind and went. He came to the second son and said the same thing. He answered, I'm going, sir. But he didn't go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said to him, the first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I tell you that the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering into God's kingdom before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you didn't believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. When you saw it, you didn't even repent afterward, that you might believe him. Here another parable. There was a man who was a master of a household who planted a vineyard 
set a hedge about it, dug a wine press in it, built a tower, leased it out to farmers, and went away into another country. When the season for the fruit came near, he sent his servants to the farmers to receive his fruit. The farmers took his servants, beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first, and they treated them the same way. But afterward, he sent to them his son, saying, They will respect my son. But the farmers, when they saw the son, said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard, then killed him. When therefore the Lord of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those farmers? They told him, He will miserably destroy those miserable men, and will lease out the vineyard to other farmers who will give him the fruit in its season. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected was made the head of the corner. This was from the Lord. It is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, God's kingdom will be taken away from you and will be given to a nation producing its fruit. He who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but on whomever it will fall, it will scatter him to dust. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he spoke about them. When they sought to seize him, they feared the multitudes, because they considered him to be a prophet. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Praise to thee, O Christ, King of eternal glory. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. In him is salvation, life, and resurrection from the dead. By him we are redeemed and set at liberty. God be merciful unto us and bless us, and cause his face to shine upon us, that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the peoples praise thee. God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. In him is salvation, life, and resurrection from the dead. By him we are redeemed and set at liberty. The Old Testament lesson for Tuesday in Holy Week is written in the 11th chapter of the book of the prophet Jeremiah, beginning at the 18th verse. The Lord gave me knowledge of it, and I knew it. Then you showed me their doings. But I was like a gentle lamb that is led to the slaughter. I didn't know that they had devised plans against me, saying, Let's destroy the tree with its fruit, and let's cut him off from the land of the living that his name may be no more remembered. But the Lord of armies, who judges righteously, who tests the heart and the mind, 
I will see your vengeance on them, for to you I have revealed my cause. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. But my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me, and stand up for mine help. The epistle is written in the sixth chapter of the first epistle to St. Timothy, beginning at the twelfth verse. Brothers, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and you confess the good confession in the sight of many witnesses. I command you before God, who gives life to all things, and before Jesus Christ, who before Pontius Pilate testified the good confession, that you keep the commandment without spot, blameless, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. O remember not against us former iniquities. Let thy tender mercies speedily prevent us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Mark the fourteenth and fifteenth chapters. Glory be to thee, O Lord. It was now two days before the feast of the Passover and the unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might seize him by deception and kill him. For they said, Not during the feast, because there might be a riot among the people. While he was at Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster jar of ointment, of pure nard, very costly. She broke the jar and poured it over his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves, saying, Why has this ointment been wasted? For this might have been sold for more than three hundred denarii and given to the poor. So they grumbled against her. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you always have the poor with you, and whenever you want, you can do them good. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for the burying. Amen, I tell you, wherever this gospel may be preached throughout the whole world, that which this woman has done will also be spoken of for a memorial of her. Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went away to the chief priests that he might deliver him to them.
They, when they heard it, were glad and promised to give him money. He sought how he might conveniently deliver him. On the first day of unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover, his disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? He sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and there a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters in, tell the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will himself show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Get ready for us there. His disciples went out and came into the city, and found things as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. As they sat and were eating, Jesus said, Amen, I tell you, one of you will betray me, he who eats with me. They began to be sorrowful and to ask him one by one, Surely not I, and another said, Surely not I. He answered them, It is one of the twelve, he who dips with me in the dish. For the Son of Man goes even as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had not been born. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had blessed it, he broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. He took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. They all drank of it. He said to them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is poured out for many. Amen, I tell you, I will no more drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in God's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me tonight, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. However, after I am raised up, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter said to him, Although all will be offended, yet I will not. Jesus said to him, Amen, I tell you, that you today, even this night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he spoke all the more, If I must die with you, I will not deny you. They all said the same thing. 
They came to a place that was called Gethsemane. He said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter, James, and John, and began to be greatly troubled and distressed. He said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. He went forward a little and fell on the ground, and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass away from him. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Please remove this cup from me. However, not what I desire, but what you desire. He came and found them sleeping, and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Couldn't you watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. Again he returned and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy, and they didn't know what to answer him. He came the third time and said to them, Sleep on now and take your rest. It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Arise, let's get going. Behold, he who betrays me is at hand. Immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a multitude with swords and clubs from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. Now he who betrayed him had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I will kiss, that is he. Seize him and lead him away safely. When he had come, immediately he came to him and said, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. They laid their hands on him and seized him. But a certain one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Jesus answered them, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you didn't arrest me. But this is so, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. A certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown around himself over his naked body. The young men grabbed him, but he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. They led Jesus away to the high priest. All the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes came together with him. Peter had followed him from a distance until he came into the court of the high priest. He was sitting with the officers and warming himself in the light of the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council sought witnesses against Jesus to put him to death and found none. For many gave false testimony against him, 
and their testimony didn't agree with each other. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another made without hands. Even so, their testimony didn't agree. The high priest stood up in the middle and asked Jesus, Have you no answer? What is it which these testify against you? But he stayed quiet and answered nothing. Again the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Jesus said, I am. You will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes and said, What further need have we of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him to be worthy of death. Some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to beat him with fists and to tell him, Prophesy! The officers struck him with the palms of their hands. As Peter was in the courtyard below, one of the maids of the high priest came, and seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You were also with the Nazarene, Jesus. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are saying. He went out on the porch, and the rooster crowed. The maid saw him and began again to tell those who stood by, This is one of them. But he again denied it. After a little while again, those who stood by said to Peter, You truly are one of them, for you are a Galilean. Your speech shows it. But he began to curse and to swear, I don't know this man of whom you speak. The rooster crowed the second time. Peter remembered the word, how that Jesus said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. When he thought about that, he wept. Immediately in the morning, the chief priests with the elders and scribes and the whole council held a consultation, bound Jesus, carried him away, and delivered him up to Pilate. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, So you say. The chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer? See how many things they testify against you. But Jesus made no further answer, so that Pilate marveled. Now at the feast, he used to release to them one prisoner of whom they asked of him. There was one called Barabbas, bound with his fellow insurgents, men who in the insurrection had committed murder. 
The multitude, crying aloud, began to ask him to do as he always did for them. Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that for envy the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the multitude, that he should release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate again asked them, What then should I do to him whom you call the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out exceedingly, Crucify him! Pilate, wishing to please the multitude, released Barabbas to them and handed over Jesus, after he had flogged him, to be crucified. The soldiers led him away within the court, which is the praetorium, and they called together the whole cohort. They clothed him with purple, and weaving a crown of thorns, they put it on him. They began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! They struck his head with a reed and spat on him, and bowing their knees, did homage to him. When they had mocked him, they took the purple off of him and put his own garments on him. They led him out to crucify him. They compelled one passing by, coming from the country, Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to go with him that he might bear his cross. They brought him to the place called Golgotha, which is interpreted the place of a skull. They offered him wine mixed with myrrh to drink, but he didn't take it. Crucifying him, they put his garments among them, casting lots on them, what each should take. It was the third hour, and they crucified him. The superscription of his accusation was written over him, The King of the Jews. With him they crucified two robbers, one on his right hand and one on his left. The scripture was fulfilled which says, He was counted with transgressors. Those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Ha! You who destroyed the temple! and build it in three days. Save yourself, and come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking among themselves with the scribes, said, He saved others. He can't save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, now come down from the cross, that we may see and believe him. Those who were crucified with him also insulted him.
When the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. At the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is interpreted, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood by, when they heard it, said, Behold, he is calling Elijah. One ran, and filling a sponge full of vinegar, put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Let him be. Let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Jesus cried out with a loud voice, and gave up his spirit. The veil of the temple was torn in two, from the top to the bottom. When the centurion, who stood opposite by him, saw that he cried out like this and breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. There were also women watching from afar, among whom were both Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James the Less and of Joses and Salome, who, when he was in Galilee, followed him and served him, and many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. Evening had now come, because it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath. Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member, who also himself was looking for God's kingdom, came. He boldly went in to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate marveled if he were already dead, and summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had been dead long. When he found out from the centurion, he granted the body to Joseph. He bought a linen cloth, and taking him down, wound him in the linen cloth, and laid him in a tomb, which had been cut out of a rock. He rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. Mary Magdalene, and Mary, the mother of Joses, saw where he was laid. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death that he might quicken his people. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. He was delivered up to death that he might quicken his people. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, Yet he opened not his mouth. 
He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people.
a sermon by St. Chrysostom, based on the Matthew reading earlier in the service. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the Gospel it said, In the morning, as he was returning to the city, he became hungry. How is he hungry in the morning? When he permits the flesh, then it shows its feeling. It goes on, And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it, and found nothing on it, but only leaves. The disciples suspected the fig tree was cursed for this cause, but there was only leaves and no fruit. But why was it cursed? For the disciples' sakes, that they might have confidence. That's why. Because everywhere he conferred benefits. He forgave and helped others by miracles, but punished no man. So it was needed that he would show them a demonstrative proof of his power to take vengeance also, so that both the disciples and the Jews might learn that he was able to blast them who crucify him, and that of his own will he submits, going to the cross without blasting them. It was not his will to show this upon men, so upon the plant he furnished his proof of his might in taking vengeance. But when Christ does this to, to a place or plants or beasts or any such thing, be not curious. Do not say, why did he dry the fig tree when it was out of season? For this is the most trifling saying. But behold, instead, the miracle. Admire and glorify the worker of the miracle. Since in this case also of the swine that were drowned, Many have said this, working out the argument of justice, but neither should one give heed, for these again are beasts. The swine that he drowned, even as that was a plant without life. So it's not about justice for the plant or the animals, the beasts. Instead, admire the worker, the worker of the miracle. Why then was the miracle invested with such an appearance? with such a display? Why this plea for a curse on the fig tree? As I said, this was the disciples' suspicion. This is what they wondered, in other words. But if it was not yet the time or season for figs, vainly then, pointlessly, do some say the law here is meant with this fig tree. For the fruit of this was faith. And then was the time of this fruit, and it had indeed borne it. As I said, he displays his power to punish here with this fig tree. And this is shown by saying, the time was not yet, making it clear that of this special purpose he went, and not for hunger, but for his disciples' sake, who indeed marveled exceedingly. Although many miracles had been done greater, greater than this one of the fig tree, but as I said, this with the fig tree, it was strange. For now first he showed forth his power to take vengeance. Therefore not in any other, but in the moistest of all planted things did he work his miracle, so that hence also the miracle appeared greater. And that you might learn 
that for their sakes this was done, that he might train them to feel confidence. Hear what he says afterwards. He says, You also shall do greater things if you are willing to believe and to be confident in prayer. Do you see that all is done for their sake, so that they might not be afraid and tremble at plots against them? Why he says this a second time also, to make them cleave to prayer, to cling to prayer and faith. He says, For not this only shall you do, but also shall remove mountains, and many more things shall you do, being confident in faith and prayer. This ends Chrysostom's sermon on this portion. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I have power to lay down my life, and I have power to take it again. I have power to lay down my life, and I have power to take it again. We continue with the Creed and the Prayer. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, 
the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, grant us grace so to pass through this holy time of our Lord's Passion, that we may obtain the pardon of our sins. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy. Be gracious to us. Spare us, good Lord. Be gracious to us. Help us, good Lord. From all sin, good Lord, deliver us. From all error, good Lord, deliver us. From all evil, good Lord, deliver us. From the crafts and assaults of the devil, from sudden and evil death, from pestilence and famine, from war and bloodshed, from sedition and from rebellion, from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death. Good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, help us, good Lord. By your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, in all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death and in the day of judgment. Help us, good Lord. We poor sinners implore you to hear us, O Lord, to rule and govern your holy Christian church. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your word and in holiness of life to put an end to all schisms and causes of offense, to bring into the way of truth all who have erred and are deceived, to beat down Satan under our feet, to send faithful laborers into your harvest, to accompany your word with your spirit and grace, to raise those who fall and to strengthen those who stand, and to comfort and help the weak-hearted and the distressed, we implore you to hear us, good Lord, to give all nations peace and concord, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our President Joseph and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people. We implore you to hear us, good Lord to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, to protect and guide all who travel, to preserve all women in the perils of childbirth, to increase the happiness of all mothers with infant children in their blessings, to defend and provide for all fatherless children and widows, to strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, to free those in bondage, 
and those innocently imprisoned, and to have mercy upon all men. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts, to give and preserve for our use the kindly fruits of the earth, and graciously to hear our prayers. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, we implore you to hear us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. O Christ, hear us. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins. Do not reward us according to our iniquities. O God, merciful Father, you have promised to hear the prayers of all who, in repentance, called out to you. Graciously hear us so that all evils which beset us may be of no avail that we, your servants, may evermore give thanks to you in your holy church. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Lord, enter not into judgment with your servant, for in your sight shall no man be justified. Almighty God, you know we live in the midst of so many dangers, that in our frailty we cannot stand upright. Grant strength and protection to support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. Spare us, O Lord, and mercifully forgive our sins. Though by our continual transgressions we have merited your chastisements, be gracious to us. Grant that all these punishments, which we have deserved, may not come upon us, but that all things may work to our everlasting good. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen.